Greetings. The following podcast may include stories featuring dumb people doing really dumb things, some nonsensical segments, and some saucy language. Consider yourself sufficiently warned. Now enjoy the show. And now, coming to you live from the tri-state area and San Francisco, California, it's the best part of Wednesday, Waffle Box, with your hosts, Mike Fish and Kush Hayes. Welcome to Waffle Box, the podcast where we talk about anything, everything, and nothing all at the same time. Coming up on episode 128, some people fucked around and found out. It's the Christmas season, <laughs> so we're talking about John Woo Silent Night. In this week's movie review and much, much more. I am Mike Fish and I am joined as always by the main man from San Fran. It's Mr. Kush Hayes. Kush, how you doing, buddy? Mike Fish, 52 episodes ago, this time last year, we started the Waffle Box on a sad note. I'm happy to start the Waffle Box on a fantastic note. Congratulations to Troy Anthony Grant. Ten years of remission. The Godfather is swole. Moves on to fight another day and is going to kick everybody's ass. What's good, y'all? Kush Hayes here coming to you with the Waffle Box, the original Waffle Box. It's the best part of Wednesdays, and you accept no substitutes. Coming to you all the way from the future home of Super Bowl 60. You love us because we do this. We do this because we love you. Producer Lathan, what's shaking, bro? Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, you sexy bunch. Only 12 days until it's Christmas, and only 13 days until Mariah Carey goes back into her cave for another year of hibernation. How's your week been, fellas? <sighs> I can't complain, I can't complain. Well, actually, I can complain. I'm about to complain, but uh, yeah, I won't get into that. I've been watching TV. And then going out drinking and stuff like that. But the TV's my TV has annoyed me this week, but we'll get into that. How have you been, Kush? <laughs> uh, I'm okay, man. I wish I was doing a little bit more. Uh, yeah, also, uh, some, some TV thoughts this week. Oh. Shall we just dive straight in before? Otherwise, this, this, this is going to So, we was watching a couple of shows. Well, I was we was watching a show together, like as in, like I was watching a show, you was watching a show. So, let's get into that one first. Um, Squid Game, the challenge, uh, wrapped up yeah. this past was it Friday? Friday, click about Friday. Was Friday. Thursday or Friday. Um, if you if you're following along with the show and you still haven't watched the season finale, then I don't know, skip a couple of minutes ahead, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. but you might might have, what did you what was your, okay before I get into my gripes? What how what was your thoughts of the the season, the concepts, how it went? What was your thoughts on Suicide Games, the contest? Uh, as always, I watched one season of a reality show just because, like, yeah, this was an interesting concept. Let's take the premise of this TV series, this fictional drama, and try and recreate it the best we can without losing any life. Um, you know, the drama just isn't there. Not that we're, you know, saying, hey, Squid Games, maybe, maybe you should kill some people. But uh, hey, Squid Games, maybe you should make it a little more dangerous. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I have a feeling like there was a there was a talk with lawyers and human resources going like, hey, you 480 plus people be on your best behavior. Don't don't do anything rude or mean or something that might get you an assault charge. But, you know, it, it just it became boring. The yeah. first half was hard to follow anything because there's 400 characters. Then the second half. Yeah, they, they thin things out. Um, yeah, again, after the 12th hug, 
and the third monologue, the third dramatic TV reality. I do this because because my parents didn't love me, and, and I mm-hmm. I need to support my kids. Oh, fuck's mm-hmm. sake! And then ultimately, the final three was just boring. Not really surprising. It was, uh, I feel sorry for the dude who lost to paper, rock, scissors, because that dude's an embarrassment. Don't get me into that. Yeah, yeah. I went. I don't remember any of their names, but I went. I went Beardy, the guy who came third, I guess technically. Mm. Beardy McBeardface. I wanted him to win. But yeah, no, like I said, at least make it somewhat dangerous. But I like the the trapdoor bridge because at least you know, hey, you're not going to die, but you're probably going to fall several feet into some crash pads. And if you're not that big fan of heights, like for me, even though I know I'm not going to die, I will be shitting myself because, oh, fuck's sake, I don't want to fall down that hole. Oh, my God. But then, yeah, they ended it. Like, I appreciate it. Again, you can't end it like this show ended where, you know, you can't just throw a knife out there and go, good luck. It, who wants the 4.5 million the most? But yeah, the, just the underwhelmingness of like ending it with like your final challenges, rock, paper, scissors. So what? Yeah. I, I guess they did an interesting twist on it with the keys in the safe, but like, really? That's how you're going to end? The keys in the safe was interesting. Um, but I don't I don't know why they didn't do the actual Squid Game from the TV show. That's that that was the final challenge. They but finally that was a played very confusing Squid game. game. I agree. However, <laughs> we're not in the paper rock scissors challenge. We're in the Squid Game challenge. Yeah. The only way it's I was like hoping being a part have... of the uh, being a part of the twenty four hours at Le Mans, and then at the end, just like all right, now build a rocket ship that's going to take you to Mars. He was like, what? No, I just do circles, man. That's all I do. After 500 laps, now they must face off in a game of Jenga. Wow, really? Yeah, right. Yeah. But I just—I was hoping it was going to end like proper Squid Game style, where it's like, oh, like when the winner—I won't say their name, just because you know, just in case you know, I don't want to spoil it. I forget her name. But oh, Nave says it's her. Well done, because you've ruined it. Who cares? There's only one woman in the final three. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I was kind of really hoping that when they showed like the dramatic slow, oh the oh my god, the key is turning. And so when she opened up the safe, like she got a like a splat yeah. on her chest. And right, like, oh, you've been eliminated. That'd have been hilarious. That would have been hilarious. There's one bad key in this whole bunch. There's one good key and there's one bad key, and you got the bad key. That'd have been at least interesting. I found myself fast forwarding through a lot, a lot of that uh, final episode. So, well, I, I, I hung for it all, but yeah, like the, the middle of the series was very boring because it wasn't even there weren't even games. They were just doing these weird, like voting out to think. It's like well, that's that's not fun. But uh, it was it was. I guess maybe they they got a little. Um, Thin on the creativity, but we'll see. It's that we we's coming back for a new series though next year, and mm-hmm. I would like to officially announce here on the Waffle Box Podcast, episode one twenty eight, air date Wednesday, December thirteenth, that I'm Mike Fish. I'm officially entering Squid Games challenge. I probably won't get in, but I'm going to audition. That'd be a fun, wouldn't it? You should audition. Yeah, man, I agree. Four weeks back I'd love in England to see you on the Squid Games. 
Do they do this in England? It's all filmed in England, indeed, yes. Six sound stages. Do you know what the deadline for the registration is? Because how fun would that be if I registered also and we both got accepted? And they both would be. That would be pretty good. And uh, there would be four weeks without Waffle Box, though. So there would be like at least seven sad people. If they didn't know. <laughs> well, Mike, I, I have a feeling we can sneak a camera in with you. Not a problem. And like, it can't be completely dead of Wi-Fi. I'm sure, I'm sure there's a signal in there somewhere. Right? We like can that. pre-produce some stuff. We'll, we'll pack hey. your prison pocket, and we'll, we'll we'll get a camera in there. A little lavalier my, mic up my butt. But imagine the numbers, though. Imagine the numbers. When that, when that, when the season finally finishes up and we can talk about it, oh, yeah. we might go to double digits, baby. Who knows? <laughs> um, another thing that pissed me off was like very much hyped up. You haven't seen this movie. You haven't. You, you haven't even heard of it when I text you about it. But there's a movie on Netflix starring Ethan Hawke, Julia Roberts, and Kevin Bacon towards the end. Okay, it's a good cast. Leave the world behind, where the big hype of it was. I think the big hype of it, as far as according to my social circle, I guess, was that it was it was produced by uh, Michelle and Barack Obama. Hmm. And uh, oh, touchdown, Giants! Hey, Ooh, Saquon Barkley, Let's run it in, baby! Five yard rush touchdown. By the way, I'm while we're recording this, I'm watching the Giants Packers game. Uh, go, right, congratulations, go Shaquille O'Barkley. Shaquille O'Barkley. Um, where was I? Yeah, so basically the premise of the movie is it's like a... It's not... It's it's supposed to be an apocalyptic is thriller, it like but the, it doesn't get apocalyptic. Leonardo DiCaprio film? No. Don't look up? No. Ish. Okay. But so basically, oh, long story short... There's these people, mm-hmm. Julia Roberts and even Hawk. They're on vacation. They've got like an Airbnb. And then suddenly the owner arrives, uh, played by shit, what's his name? Now I feel bad. What's his name? Um uh, Leave the World Behind. Oh. No, it wasn't. It was. Idris Elba. Mahershala Ali. Very good actor. Very good actor. He was very good in this. But um, yeah. So anyway, so the the owner of the Airbnb, him, and his daughter arrive because something happened. He couldn't get any cell signal. And then all of a sudden, like weird shit starts happening where there's no service. Um Tanker boats are just uh-huh. crashing up on the beach. Standard apocalypse stuff. Yeah, and then like oh. a bunch of Teslas get hacked and they start chasing yeah. people and then they end up crashing into each other, which Elon Musk got upset about because he was like, that wouldn't happen. So, all right, relax, Elon. Um, <laughs> And then like, so all this weird shit starts happening and so they're all worried about it and then like there's one scene where Julia Roberts and her daughter are just standing outside. I think it's a daughter. No, it was, it was Michelle Ali's daughter. Anyway, 
and they're just like suddenly like 30 deer are just standing around staring at them and then they get scared off mm. like everything's like it being weird and shit and then for some reason the sun's teeth start falling out and they go find oh. ethan hall no sorry um kevin bacon who's like a survivalist conspiracy theorist guy and they <laughs> they convince him to give some medicine to the sun even though how do they know what he has but whatever let's just go with this and then it's one of those movies where at some point so kevin bacon explains that oops, uh, no i can't even remember who the fuck says what but they're talking about like it's america has made a lot of enemies <laughs> so maybe they're trying to start a civil war by like say, no. telling some people that one people are uh, up to this and another group of people are telling them different. So everyone's fighting against each other and America will, will just turn on each other and blah, blah, blah. And then at one point they're looking for the younger daughter. And you know what? It sounds like I'm not doing this movie justice. I am. This is how bad this movie is. And, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, whilst they're looking for the daughter, like Julia Roberts is like looking, oh my God, what's going on over there? And you see like a bunch of bombs going off in New York City. And they're oh, like, oh okay. my God, oh my God. And then the movie just fucking ends. Oh. And Spoiler the credits. Alert. Yeah, no, oh, fuck it. I don't give a shit. I'll spoil the movie. It's terrible. <laughs> I fucking hate movies that just end. And it's supposed been, to be all like artsy and bollocks. And then I was like looking up and there's a bunch of people that like it, even though I think it's got about 40 something percent on Rotten Tomatoes from the fans. And then the critics have given it like 80% because I think they're just worried that if they give it a bad mark, no, oh, maybe I don't want to look like I don't get it. So I need to give it a high score because it sounds artsy. No, like people in the comments, like, like, well, why does it just end abruptly? And they're like, well, it, it, you're supposed to use your imagination. So no, I don't want to use my imagination. That's why I'm watching a fucking movie. If I want to use my imagination, I'll just sit on my couch, look at the ceiling and use my imagination. The reason I'm watching a movie is because I don't want to use my imagination. Tell me a story. It's not a fucking choose your own adventure book. In fact, don't choose your own adventure books. At least they get an ending. If it's shit, it's your fault. But this did, just didn't have a fucking ending. Netflix did do that Black Mirror episode, Bandersnatch, which was a choose-your-own-adventure, and had several endings. Didn't they do also do one with um, The Undertaker and New Day? Or was that Peacock? Yes. I can't remember. Was no, it, that, that was Netflix? Netflix. Okay. That was Netflix. That was a children's gimmick. It was literally for children. All right. Don't judge me. But, yeah, I, I fucking... <laughs> I, I, it's like over two hours long. I've invested this time in this fucking story, and you're not even going to tell me how it ends. You're not going to tell me who's behind the attacks. You're not going to tell me why this cunt's teeth falling out for no fucking reason. <laughs> like he just, he just he just sits there and he says, "Ooh, I feel weird," and he starts pulling his own teeth out. Mm. And then suddenly he's going, "Well, yeah, there's this fucking survivalist guy who lives next door. I bet he's got medicine. Medicine for what? What has he got? What happened?" Uh, is anyone a doctor here? No, no, but medicine, generic medicine, apparently is going to work on this. Oh, it's just so shit. 
And then, right, this one of the big story arcs that goes through it is one the, the little kid, the little girl, she's obsessed with friends, right? And she's That's like talking about how she really wants to watch, she's looking forward to getting home, whatever, to watch the final episode. She hasn't watched this final episode, right? Oh. And so the ending of the movie is she is in this the survivalist bunker and she finds all these dvds this mad dvd collection and she sees all the friends on there so she pulls out the last cd goes through the selection screen and selects the last episode and then the credits run with i'll be there for you that yeah and he's like oh okay i get uh, okay but then you you think wait a minute if she's obsessed with friends did she not stop and wonder why her mum, Julia Roberts, was in Friends at some point? Did she never go, what the fuck? This bitch looks like my mum. Ah. Hmm. Uh. They probably would have done that, but Julia Roberts has always already done that gimmick with uh, Ocean's 12. So I don't think they want to repeat that. I, I, just, I was so mad. I was so angry. Hmm. Like, I, and this is coming oh, from well. someone that I've... I've I've stopped watching movies like Burn After Reading because that annoyed me so much. This annoys me even more movie. because like I finished it. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was one of those movies because up until the last 15, 20 minutes of it, it's a, actually a pretty interesting movie where you're like, oh, I want to I want to see how this movie ends. And that movie's like, whoa, tough shit. We're not gonna tell you. <laughs> oh, I hate it. I feel better now, though. Thank you for listening. Oh, good. Uh, yeah. Mike's movie review. <laughs> yeah, my my movie reviews aren't as in, like, informative as Cush's, but yeah, I get the job done, I guess. Maybe I should put that as I'll, I'll, maybe I'll splicey splicey this up into a Mike's movie review of Leave the World Behind. Uh, who knows? Anyway, now that I've got my venting out, we can get. I think we can get into this week's top story. Should we do it? Cause should we do it? Should we do it? All right. You dare it? You dare we me to? So yeah, Double there's been some you. stuff Double happening. Ah, uh, this this is like the last sort of kind of original stories of the year because next week, I mean, they're original stories, but they're they're like they're picked because it's the Christmas episode next week. So this is like the last, and then the week after that, we've got the year in review. So here we go Mm -hmm. to the final non-Christmas related top stories. Hit the music, Leighton. It's now time for this week's top stories. This week's first story comes to us from Ohio. Uh, what's what's uh, what's Ohio known for, other than Columbus? I know um, it's Columbus and Cleveland. Mm-hmm. So LeBron James. Oh, and yeah. uh, Cincinnati. Yeah, Cincinnati. WKRP. It's known for WKRP in Cincinnati. Oh wow! Oh, anyway. So yeah, this week's theme is fuck around and find out. And so this uh, uh, Ohioan, is it how you say Ohioan? Uh, Ohioan. Oh, oh, she fucked around and she found out. Um, so she was convicted of assault 
for hurling a burrito bowl at a Chipotle worker. But she was offered an unusual way to reduce her jail time. So Rosemary Hain, she was, she, so apparently, you know me, I don't know, I'm all thing, finger on the pulse. I had no idea this was a thing, but apparently she went viral at some point uh, in a video screaming at a Chipotle employee before throwing her food in the worker's face. Which is, you know, is, what the fuck? What are you doing? Like, seriously? Yeah. Yeah, um, if you, if, 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 I'm pretty sure if you'd complained nicely, you'd got a refund, maybe even like a gift okay. card or something. Maybe like, because that's Joke's oh, on you. You're in Chipotle. I don't, I don't, I don't mind a Chipotle. Although Dos Toros, I don't know if you get Dos Toros over on the West Coast. That's I, I much prefer. It's, it's very similar to, to to Chipotle, but it's a bit nicer. I feel and their hot sauce no, no is way better. But uh, no, no seven cases of E. coli either, thanks to not visiting the uh, Chipotle. Dos Toros, seven cases, uh, seven of them. I don't know why though, because I like eating at Dos Toros, but okay. I don't know. Because Dos Toros, obviously, is, in Spanish, is uh, is two balls. Just the facts, ma'am. And I don't know whether I want... Do I want to eat from someone that's called two balls? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, because that's the holy grail. Have you ever done that, Kush? Have you ever done that? Like, complained about food? Sure. And then when they give you, like... They give you a refund, but then they also give you a free meal. So it's like, I've, I've made profit, if anything, on this. This is great. Mm. I don't think I've ever gotten a refund or a free meal. I've gotten like, oh, I'm sorry you felt that way. Oh, Next. That sucks. <laughs> wow. I'm like, okay, guess I'm not coming back here. I thought West like, Coast whatever. was supposed to be nice. I ex- I'd expect that from someone in New York, but uh, it's the inner city. Go figure. Anyway, so she was a bitch, basically. Long story short. So she was slated originally to pay a fine, which is, doesn't say how much. And serve 180 days in jail with 90 days suspended. Now, I'm no lawyer, but as far as I'm aware, that just means you basically serve 90 days in prison. And uh, if you don't fuck up again, otherwise, we'll make you go back for those another 90 days, I think. She'd most likely serve about 45 of those 90 days, as long as she doesn't get into trouble. Etc. Etc. But I only know the law because I've seen every Marvel Cinematic Universe film and used to follow the WWE for twenty plus years. That's my legal experience. Interesting. Um, but yeah, but then the judge had another idea. So Judge Gilligan told the woman, "You yeah, didn't sure. get your burrito bowl the way you like it, and this is how you respond." This is not real housewives of Palmer. This behavior <laughs> is not acceptable. I mean, no disrespect to the fine people of Parma, Ohio. Mainly because I only found out that you existed about 12 seconds ago. <laughs> However, I must say, the real housewives of Parma sounds like the most depressing television show ever. With that being said, I fully expect it to be picked up for two seasons by the E-Network before this podcast is over. I do love some real housewives dying at the cheesecake factory or they don't walk out of the fucking door, by the way. Like I, you would not see any self-respecting member of the real housewives of Ohio in, in a Chipotle. 
So the fun fact, here's another fun fact. Just the facts, ma'am. Yeah, what, what? Uh, the real housewives of New Jersey, a couple of them live near me. Oh, fun. Obviously in probably bigger houses, but yeah, it's, it's, it's every now and again, I'll go to uh, my favorite restaurant. Not my favorite restaurant, but um, 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 um Italian restaurant, um, um. Shout oh, okay. out to them, free publicity. But yeah, occasionally I'll be sitting in there having a beer and then they'll saunter all in with their families. Luckily, no camera crews, but so yeah, fun yeah. fact. Um, I was so yeah, you'd actually be seeing them at the uh, Costco and like Roxanne and Victoria were like, got that, got that dollar fifty foot long, bitch. Uh oh. I don't care how much money you got and how much bougie you are. That's a good deal. You ain't passing that off. <laughs> Jesus. Um, so yeah. So Judge Gilligan told Hayne that he would cut off 60 days of the jail time if she agreed to work at least 20 hours per week at a fast food restaurant for two months. Oh, you know what? That's, that's, a, that's good punishment. That's yeah. good punishment because you know people want to find out where she's working and she is going to get so much <laughs> like it, it, I mean, the slightest yeah, thing people are going to complain to her and it's going to be hilarious Damn. Uh, the smart, then, the smart the smart I approve of the judge's tactic oh, in, shame indeed. on tax dollars too indeed I believe that too um, but then you know what sometimes we're like right what's her name again um, Emily Russell no, Emily Russell was mm. the person who worked at Chipotle. Sorry, I apologize. You're all right. Rosemary Hayne. There you go. That's the bad woman. You know what? Like, right, Rosemary, you already look bad, right? You've you've been videoed throwing no, your look, Chipotle bowl in someone's face because you didn't like it, right? It's, it's a bad look. And then you've been given one, it's basically a suspended sentence. Then two, you've been told, hey, Instead of spending three months in prison, you can spend one month in prison. Hey, you just got to work 20 hours a week in his fast food restaurant for two months, right? And she accepted it. So, okay, shut up hmm. and move on with your life, right? And just hope it doesn't get any right. worse. But no. Uh -oh. No, 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 no. So, Rosemary decided, you know what? Hey, look, I'm going to apologize for what I did. And I'm going to accept the judge's decision, but... I feel like I need to speak on what I did and why I did it. And maybe people will feel bad for me. Hmm. Uh, boy. So a terrible lawyer then. <laughs> so she tried to explain the rationale behind screaming at the Chipotle worker and then throwing the food back in her face. She said, and I quote, if I showed you how my food looked and how my food looked a week later from that same restaurant, it's disgusting looking. Yeah, we've all been to places where, yeah. Jesus, this has gone down. Yeah, this used to be good. But we don't assault we've all people. Been to no, we don't. And then, in response to this, oh, Judge Gilligan responded, Well, I bet you won't be happy with the food you're going to get in jail. <laughs> oh! It's pretty good. It's pretty good. This like guy, Judge Gilligan, is trying to get their own TV show, and I think so. He gave her the original sentence, then. No, I think I think she still got away with the, the thirty days in prison and the two months working at okay. a fast food restaurant. Again, as long as she 
doesn't fuck up, she'll probably work about two, spend about two of those weeks in prison. Uh, like it's some, it's some, some weird credit system where like for every day you do, like you get a half a day knocked off your sentence or something, something like that. I, th- um, I think, I think it depends for, on different states too. And it's also for good behavior. And for yeah, some yeah, reason, yeah. I don't think she's going to enjoy prison. She doesn't seem like she's the, probably going to get her sentence in me. Yeah. She's extended throwing food everywhere that's the bit all right um and then the other story this week where people fucked around found out uh tourists which is oh already i love this story tourists oh fuck you i know i've been a tourist many times in my life i try not to be you know i've been a tourist but i try not to be a tourist if you know what i'm saying so this group of tourists were enjoying their vacation in italy and decided to take a gondola ride on one of Venice's canals. It's fine. So far, standard. I like it. Pretty simple. And, but unfortunately, as everyone seems to do these days, they wanted to take selfies whilst they're on the gondola. Fine, I guess. Everyone needs to do okay. something for the gram. Sure. Sure. Apparently, only one side of Venice was pretty enough these photos and they all decide to stand on one <laughs> side of the gondola Uh-oh. now the gondolier shouted at them to sit down and stay still because he was trying to maneuver under a bridge but mm-hmm. word on the street is they ignored him and they all the way ended up on the one side capsizing the boat and flipping them into the cold canal <sighs> Dumb fucks, fucking idiots. Can Does we just knock it off with selfies altogether, exactly please? From... Like oh. you know, you were there because well, you oh, were there. You okay, right. Start again. Because you, you seem to have cut out there, buddy. Can we just knock it off with selfies altogether, please? Like you know, you were there because <laughs> well, you were there. If you're at a location that is so beautiful that you wish to capture it, so that you can look back on the moment fondly, perhaps you shouldn't block some of it by putting your fat fucking head in the way. Good point. Oh my goodness, Lathan, why so hard? Yeah, that, that, but yeah, I understood the selfie. I always hate the selfie. Like selfies don't bother me. Like if you, but, this was but if you want to see, like, oh look, that's that's a pretty cool thing. You take a picture of it. Like, why do, am I so like, I guess, self conscious about what my friends think of me? It's like, oh, do you know what? This place is too good. They, no one's gonna believe I actually came here. So I need to be in the picture. Just take a picture. Oh, this is me. Um. Anyway, the gondolier helped one of the, the people to shore and then dive back in to rescue the others. Onlookers filmed the spectacle and the footage of the drenched tourists clinging to the boat went viral. Now, how's your how's your Italian kush? Oh, no. Uh, well, you know, I like the Parmesan and I like some pepperoni and, you know, tortellinis, of course. But other than that, not very good. You don't speak, don't, don't speak Italian? No habla italiano. Also... A social media account said that the group were given a warm place to dry off and no one was hurt in the accident. But this social media account, the name of it is Chef's Kiss. 
So it's called. Uh, I'm gonna okay. I don't. I'm gonna pronounce this Italian wrong, but um, Venezia non è Disneyland. Can you say it again? Venezia non è Disneyland. All right. Obviously, something about Disneyland. Yeah, it translates to Venice is not Disneyland. All right. that, that seems to add up. So I, I I don't follow this account, but I'm going to assume it's just a bunch of fuck you tourists. That's, that's what I'm going to guess. But did you hear? I haven't broke this down, but I did notice they're, uh, they're going to start charging people extra to go into certain places in Venice from next year. Oh, like what? So it's like, like uh, I guess all the nice places. Like, um, oh, fair, fair enough. But yeah, yeah if you... If you want to go to Venice and you want to see all the nice places, you have to pay five euros extra to walk around if you're not an Italian resident. Huh. Because they're trying to a little stuff, bit aggressive. They're, they're trying to stop people from going there. This is weird, but gotcha. whatever. Well, they're, they're tired of asshole tourists flipping over the gondola and everything else, I imagine. Um geez. you know, man, I gotta ask, like are, what is the deal with Venice? And them not fixing the canals. What? Like, the Bill went Venice. It's a great Seinfeld episode. Hmm. Um, no, I, I just think it's... Well, in fixing it in, in what sense? In that it's still flooded? Or... Yeah, get rid of the canals. Yeah, unflood it, yes. Dry it up. To be fair, I was going to say, if you do that, then tourism's going to stop. But by the sounds of it, they're trying to stop tourism. So yeah, fuck it. I don't know. I don't understand it. Pull the plug. Get rid of the water. And I imagine it will stink though. About how long that water's been. I mean, it probably always does stink there. Yeah. Oh dear. I mean, I live by the Hudson River. That's a stinky mm. river. Yeah. In the wrong conditions. Oof. Close your windows, pal. Um sulfur. But I think sulfur might be a nice change of pace. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's just I don't even know how to describe it. It's just, it's just, you know, like if it's the kind of thing. If like, if someone farted in the car, you're like, she's like, did mm-hmm. something die in your colon? Like, so you know, when that those kind of like disgusting, mm-hmm. it's like that times a thousand on a on a bad day. Mm-hmm. And I see, but I saw some people like jet skiing in it. Oh, why would you want to put that chance of having that kind of water splashing up on you? Yeah. Oh, gross. oh, something happened. Something happened in the Giants game. Um, I think did we pick it? Did we pick it off? I think we might have picked it off. Anyway, until we find out, um, let's move on to talk about some people achieving Ooh, things nah. with their lives and getting a nice piece of paper to prove it. It's now time for this week's Dumb World Record of the Week. Why? Why? Why would I? Why? 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 Why would you want to do that? Uh, And it was a pick. It was a pick. Giant's ball, baby. Giant's ball. Uh, This week's Dumb World Record comes to us from Alberta. Dramatic pause. Canada. Shout out to the few Lance Storm fans to get that reference. Uh, But Robert Murray, uh, apparently no relation to 
Bill, although I haven't actually checked, so it might be. Never know. He broke the Guinness World Record for longest world record, longest world record, for longest distance riding a bike without using his hands. Okay. Nice. How long? Wow. One mile? One mile? You going with one mile? Why not? I bet it's longer. That's what she said. (laughs) Just the facts, ma'am. Um, well, I'll try to give you a clue and see if you can work it out in your big brain because I know you've got a big brain, you're a smart guy so he big was brain. he was riding a bike without his, using his hands mm-hmm. for a total time of 5 hours wow. and 37 minutes so probably a little longer than a mile because <laughs> that slow he was going yeah. yeah, he five um, and a half hours. Good for him. He completed... I never understand how those guys turn. Um, uh, maybe like you tie some string to the handles and then stick them to your knees, and you can be like a puppeteer. I had a friend in middle school who could do it, no problem. Turns, not an issue. Do it with two bags of groceries in his hands, and just like not a problem. I'm sure, it's thanks like, to wow. weight distribution, right? It has to be. Yeah, I know. I, I I remember back in the day. I haven't, I haven't ridden the bike in years, but I remember I could I could I could go in a straight line without holding the handlebars. That's about it. Nice. Okay. Nothing fancy. But then I'd always get too scared. Well, I don't want to crash. But, uh, yeah. So after five hours and thirty-seven minutes, this pussy eventually grabbed those handlebars after traveling eighty miles or eighty point nine five uh, miles. A little um, longer than a mile. Murray said he used his hands to massage his legs when they fell asleep during the record attempt. Smart. Damn, that's a... Uh, he was quoted saying, personally, I find it to be more comfortable, a more comfortable position to be in rather than hunched over. Mm, I can yeah. text, change the song, get anything out of my backpack all whilst riding my bike. It's like second mm. nature. Is it? I mean, he can still do that with his hands on the handlebars, but I get what he's saying. Very talented, Mr. Ripley. Mr. Murray uh, said his record attempt served as a fundraiser for the Alzheimer's Society of Calgary. You know what? I'm getting pretty sick and tired of these bastards breaking dumb world records and raising money for an amazing charity because they're making it really fucking hard to make fun of them. With that being said... If you want to ride a bike and not hold onto the handlebars, that just means you wanted to ride a unicycle, but you're too much of a pussy. So you need to rely on a second wheel. What a wow. bitch. Lathan. Lathan, it's so aggressive tonight. Yo, man, like this is not an easy feat to attempt already. It's, yeah, this, this guy actually, this is actually one of the more serious world records ever been broken. However, if you're having trouble saying something funny about it, guess what? You forgot to send the society the check get the big prize money and then he forgot to send the check to alzheimer's it's funny Uh, laugh oh uh. Oh, i'm doing my chappelle there we go 
So Murray now has his sights set on a different world record for next year. Ooh. Papa Wheelie? Is he going to pop a, do a bicycle but on one wheel to piss off Lathan? You, you'd think something like that. Um, but he said, and I quote, I am hoping that in 2024, I can attempt the world record for world's largest ice cream party. What? Uh, I guess that's uh, one way to go from... Sounds like that's going to get you put on a list, mister. Yeah. Oh. Um, okay. Hey, it is sure. most... Why see me by my back with no hands? You want Would you like an hand? ice cream, little boy? All you can eat. All the ice cream you can eat. Oh, yeah, you I'm got already it. getting uncomfortable here. Have I'd be more a, impressed if you were like, sweet I'm going to do the longest handstand on a skateboard. And then he went 40 miles. I'd be way more impressed with that. But this ice cream party, no. It's already, it's already causing us to make inappropriate jokes on YouTube. We're gonna get demonetized, Mike. Ah, we're gonna have to get monetized first, so fuck it. Ah, uh, um, anyway, still to come on this week's Waffle Box, uh, we are talking about Silent Night, a, a, a Christmassy movie, apparently. But by the looks of the poster, kind of looks a little bit aggressive. So, is this gonna be this century's Die Hard? It's not a Christmas movie, it is. We'll find out because he's shaking his head, but don't spoil it. Um, plus, much, much, much more. So stick around. We'll be right back after this short break. It's now time for the middle of the show quiz. Hey, welcome back to Walker Box episode 128. Oh, Christian the Monkey. Uh, it's the middle of the show, so if you ask me, it's the perfect time for the middle of the show quiz. And this week's birthday quiz is Mr. Tom DeLong. Well, Tom DeLonghi. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Tom DeLong. You know, I know the name. I don't cannot put in a picture to the a face for the picture. He was the lead, or he was the only guitarist in Blink One Eight Two. Oh, oh shit! All right, okay. And then going in blind on this one, then. Angels and Airwaves and uh, Boxcar Racer. I believe he was also in a band. Yeah, I think I've heard of Angels and Airwaves, and I thought that was like some sort of charity benefit concert. No, I think it was a band he didn't. It was a, over, an over a decade ago. Sure. Yeah, sure. it's been a while. It's been a while, right? But today, Monday, uh, Wednesday, December thirteenth, Tom celebrates his fortieth birthday. So happy birthday to you, Tom! Um, as always, what I've done is put together five questions about the birthday boy, and Kush has to try to get at least three out of five. Well, if not five out of five, but a clean sweep. Are you ready, Kush? Are you ready? I'm ready. As best as I can be. 
Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's let's do this. Let's start as we always do. Question number one. Number one. Number one. So yes, as I said, Tom DeLonge was or is still because they're back together. The guitarist of Blink One Eight Two. But what was the first musical instrument that he played after being gifted it as a Christmas present when he was 11 years old? Drums. It's a good guess. It's a good guess. There's the wrong answer. Um, he was gifted the trumpet. His first ever okay. musical instrument. It's, no, it's never a piano. Trumpet. Never no piano. one's ever gifted a piano. No. Anything, anything half decent. It's like several hundred dollars for a fucking piano mm-hmm. that's where you're gonna put it anyway number two question number two uh tom delong has long been a believer of conspiracy theories and aliens even going okay. as far as to organize <laughs> search parties for which mythical creature oh uh sasquatch Bigfoot? Yeah, I was gonna say, I'll, I'll, it's Bigfoot, but okay. I'll, I'll, I'll give you Sasquatch. I'll give you Sasquatch. Uh, didn't find him, though. Didn't find him. No. I think there was an episode of Joe Rogan where he was on. And, you know, Joe Rogan loves a good conspiracy theory, but even I think he was making fun of this guy. Like, <laughs> only five feet away from him, he was like, this guy's full of shit. Like, that, that kind of, yeah, it was, it was, it was hard. Hard to watch. And, Number three. Number three. Tom DeLong founded the band Blink-182 in 1992. How often does the average human blink in 182 seconds? In 182 seconds? That's well, yeah. three minutes? Uh, five times. Five times in three minutes? How dry are your sure. eyes? I don't know. I don't think that was a big number. Uh, on average, the average human in three minutes will blink between 45 and 60 times. Oh. Yeah. What are you do- oh. Who are you staring at that you only blink once a minute? You need to right. relax. Moisturize your eyes, Kush. Moisturize your eyes. Why are you wearing glasses? You don't blink enough. Maybe if you blinked, you wouldn't need glasses. Just saying. I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a medic. I'm not an optician. You are not a medic. Number four. I am not. Uh, Question number four. Blink-182's first album was named after which character from the Lewis Carroll novel, Alice's Adventures in Wonderland? Oh, um, Mad Hatter? Why did I think he was always, why did you say he was Cheshire Cat. Cheshire Cat was the name of the first album of Blink-182. Fun fact, it was uh, originally, the band's name was just called Blink. But then I think they found out there was a, another band somewhere that we did it, and so they just added 182 at the end. I don't know why I tried to look that up, because I thought that'd be a fun fact, but no, nope, this just seems like a random number they picked. But there you go. I'm sure some Blink-182 fan might tweet me now and be like there was 181 oh. versions of it before they got to the form the formula right maybe, yeah maybe it was a, like aol like aim instant messenger aol instant messenger name 
Blink. No. Blink one. No. Blink two. No. Blink three. So and so Um, question number five. Number five. Number Tom DeLong was born in San Diego County, California. True. Which famous news anchor said that San Diego translated to a whale's vagina? The legend himself, Mr. Ron Burgundy. Correct, Mundo. But unfortunately, you only got Sweet. two out of three. So you have oh. to hear this jingle. Um, where are we now? Right now, oh, well. the Packers are on the Giants' 18-yard line, third and four. Come on, defense, defense. Oh, they picked it, picked it. Oh, ah, uh, Giants defense patted the ball, patted the pass down, but couldn't catch it. So they're probably going to score a field goal now. Boo! All right. Let's move on. Let's put some celebrities against each other. It's going to be the last Battle Royal of the year. I, I was thinking about doing one for next week, but it's Christmas. We're celebrating Christmas, and we can't bet people fighting on Christmas. It's supposed to be a nice day. So this is the final Celebrity Battle Royale of the year. All right. Uh... Slippity Battle Royals, where I give Kush four. Yes, four. Very down late, you hippie. Um, four options of celebrities who are going to take a battle, and then Kush has to decide uh, who eliminates who in which order, and who is ultimately crowned this week's Celebrity Battle Royale champion. All right, it's going to take the, better take the field goal now. Come on, wind. Come on, wind. And it is... Oh, Justin, fuck. <sighs> Emotional damage! Yeah, okay. So, uh, this week's Celebrity Battle Royale celebrates Christopher Plummer's birthday. It's his birthday as well. I mean, he's R.I.P. He's okay. no longer with us. Um, oh. If you're not familiar with Christopher Plummer's work, um, my favorite one is fan of Dragnet. And last week he was Reverend Jonathan Worley from Dragnet okay. amongst other things. You know, he was he did a lot. He was an actor. He was an actor. He was only an actor. Probably did a lot. But anyway. Um so I thought, you know, this week let's uh let's 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 pit four Chris's against each other oh. and see oh, who fun. wins out. So Entering first to the Battle Royal is Mr. Chris Pratt. Yeah. Number two, Chris Pine. Number three, Chris Rock. And number five, number five, number four, <laughs> Chris Brown. So we've got Chris Pratt, oh. Chris Pine, Chris Rock, and Chris Brown. Since it's almost Christmas and it's the time for peace among all men, 
how about we switch up the rules a little bit this week? Rather than having these oh. four men uh, take okay. part in a hypothetical brutal battle, can't we just agree that just for one week, we make this a three-on-one handicap match and agree that Chris Brown gets the shit kicked out of him? Oh, I mean, actually, I, I think even with a three-on-one, I, I, spoiler alert, I got Chris Brown taking the whole thing. What? You reckon? Yep. Just because he can roundhouse you know kick what? his girlfriend? I understand Chris Rock has got some little boxing experience, and, and Chris Pratt is a, a Navy SEAL, but Chris Brown going straight through all three of them. Wow. Teaming up would be actually in their best interest. Teaming up would be in their best interest. So you've got Chris and no Brown Chris eliminating Biden. all three. Yep. One after the other. Effortlessly. Why? And I'm not, I'm not talking about like, oh, why? Oh, why? He's a bad person. But what What about, forget his discretions in the past, shall we say. What about him makes you believe that History he could take legit. out three of these people all three of them yeah yeah, yeah. why in under 10 minutes <laughs> it's very specific you don't think he's gonna take a breather i mean again chris pratt's gonna give him the most trouble but uh no wow chris brown wins this case well, there you go kids chris brown eliminates all three and is this week's Celebrity Battle Royal Champion. Uh, I feel about that one. He, he just yeah, seems controversial. He seems scrawny. I mean, he's bigger than me, surely, and I'm what, buck 30 soaking wet, but he seems tiny. Nope. Hmm. And even if he is, that makes him faster. <laughs> it's not a race, it's a fight. And guess what? The guy who doesn't get hit wins the fight, so he better be fast. So he's like Roadrunner, and the other three are Wiley Coyote. And he's mm. just going to a war of attrition. He's going to just outlast them all because he's <laughs> extreme cardio. I can see Chris. I can see Chris Pine calling up Acme, and you know, getting getting those random trinks trinkets that don't work. But uh, yeah, no, uh, Chris Brown wins. Yeah. Well, it's half time now in the game. Giants trail Ooh. the Packers 10 7. And uh, if you're a big fan of Green Bay, that's fine. But I never thought. Who would go to a public place with a styrofoam chunk of cheese on their head? Well, oh. um, <laughs> yeah, right. Never That understood. probably cost them in excess of $45. For the privilege of looking like an asshole. Yeah. Don't do it, kids. Don't do drugs. Um, let's move on. Let's get ourselves. Oh, it's almost Christmas. Let's get ourselves in the in the in the Christmas spirit as we head into this week's Cush's movie review. Kush's Movie Review. Welcome everyone to Kush's Movie Reviews, the show where Kush reviews a movie, fine enough. Uh, this week we're talking about John Woo's silent 
Night, starring that bloke from Suicide Squad. And I'm sure maybe some other people. I don't know. I haven't seen the movie. Maybe it's just a one-man show. Maybe it's just him walking around going, it's quiet, isn't it? It's quiet tonight. <laughs> but I don't know. This guy truly is silent. What a silent night tonight is. Maybe it's a post-apocalyptic movie. Maybe. Who knows? I don't know. But Kush does. Tell us about this movie, Kush. What about me? This is Silent Night. It is rated R, and it is a glorious one hour and 44 minutes. And it is uh, written by a man named Robert Lynn. He hasn't done much, and what he has done, you probably haven't heard of. Uh, again, directed by John Woo, 20 years since he made a movie in the Uni- these states of United America. And, uh, you know, it was nice to see him come back. If you've never seen a John Woo film prior to this, that's a pretty good intro. It's it's not the best John Woo movie you've ever seen, not even anywhere close. But it's it's the man still's got it. Man still got, it, and he knows how to tell a story. Example: This does star Joel Kinnaman, uh, as you mentioned. He was in the Suicide Squad movies. He was also in a review earlier this year that we did with uh, Nick Cage, Sympathy for the Devil, that I saw all he the was. way out in the old Amsterdam. It was a uh, it was only so so. This also stars a lady named Catalina Moreno, uh, rapper-turned-actor Kid Cudi, who I now know more movies than songs, and uh, the bad guy played by Mr. Harold Torres. This uh, movie takes place in Texas, which is actually a very, very big uh, detail, and uh, was filmed is probably in Texas and in Mexico. So, what's this movie about? Uh, a young boy was killed by a stray bullet by two rival gangs, and Joel Kinnaman is chasing after him. And that's how the movie starts and uh, almost gets him. Kind of an impressive foot chase. But uh, yeah, ultimately, he is shot in the throat. And uh, when we think he's left for dead, well, they revive him, but he can no longer talk. And thus, we have Silent Night. Uh, Joel Kinnaman does not say one single word in this movie. Uh, what is weird is that no one else says a single word in this movie. Like, there's a police radio in the background, maybe a TV set, but uh, this is so basically a it's a Charlie Chaplin movie. Night of silence. It's a silent movie for sure. Yeah. Do you no get the every and again? Do you ever and again get that the the cards come up? Like, oh, he seems to be in trouble. A lot of this seems to be a very, um, I don't know what's the word I'm looking for. People either think this is a very clever thing or they absolutely hated it. So, yeah, maybe a little title card saying, Boy, I'm sad about my dead son, might have uh, been helpful to some people. Apparently, folks don't know how to uh, just go with the story and figure things out on their own. But, Wait, so have uh, I just totally yeah, misjudged this movie? Have I hyped it up so much as a Christmas movie, or is it just literally called Silent Night because there's no no words spoken? It t- starts on Christmas morning and ends a following one year later on Christmas Eve. Otherwise, oh. this is not a Christmas movie. Oh, damn it. All right, never mind. Carry on. Hmm. That's about it, dude. Our guy gets out of rehab, 
dealing with mad depression, low-key becomes an alcoholic, his family life is crumbling apart, him and the wife obviously can't talk anymore. I don't know why she can't go like, hey, Joel, if you could look at me, I'd like to talk to you. She communicates through him to, through text message. Um, but then again, we got a kid, Cuddy, who plays a homicide detective or gang task force leader or whatever, but no point does he ever say a word. And then uh, the bad guy, Harold Torres, at no point, he's just like, I can't believe you came all the way here just to get me because, look, dude, I didn't mean to kill your son. None of that shit. None of that shit. It's, it's, it's a lot of gunplay. It's a very basic compared to like what you get out of a John Wick movie these days. Um, yeah, you just follow this guy for 364 days as he just recovers from depression and uh, a bullet wound to the throat, immediately kicks his alcoholism, starts just buying gun after gun, learns how to start fighting, learns how to drive a Mustang 5.0, so he's hitting these sharp turns. Overall, again, it's nice to see John Woo in the United States. I don't know what led him to come back after 20 years for this, but the man knows how to tell a story. I was not lost the entire at all. Uh, I don't know what's up with other people, but there it is. However, not the best movie I've seen this year. It's, uh, I wish it was better, but uh, three out of five. So, is there a reason why no one? Yeah, is there a reason no one talks in this, or is it just trying to be artsy fartsy? Artsy fartsy. No, oh, so the, the, I'm assuming there are multiple points in this movie where you're like. You would say something at some point. This point. detective might have a question. Yeah, detective Kid Cuddy might have a question, and no, <laughs> leaves his business card. That's about it. Just, no. Join ends up. Spoiler alert: ends up joining Joel Kinnaman in the final battle. Never, at no point does I ever go like, "Cover me," or "I got your back, bro." Good job, Joel Kinnaman. You avenged your son. No, just, just, just. The only noise you hear is screeching tires and gunshots and explosions and no at no point do you get the the um what is it the 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 the, the, the fall sound effect yeah I think I'd hate this movie you you would be in a fair company then well this is again yeah people either think this is very clever it's okay um or they absolutely hated it. Divisive is the word I've been looking for. Divisive. Does, this, does the story at least wrap up? Yeah. Yeah. There will not be a sequel either. Well, pay attention, lead the world behind. I always said I hate I I hate the sound of this movie, but guess what? I'd much rather watch this than watch you again. Fucking suck. As far as uh, action movies go, it's actually quite sad. So it's it's not fun. You know. At one point, he gets uh, overpowered by MS-13's accountant. I'm sure this accountant has done some pretty gnarly things in the street, too, but at one point, you're just like, dude, you're getting beat up by the fucking Crips accountant. Figure this shit out. Like, but once, once he overpowers him, you know, you're just like, yeah, it's not fun. It's just okay. That's my review. What would I should have done? This is, this, I'm, I'm correcting these movies. Is because you can still have it artsy fartsy, but then at least it makes sense. Like if maybe at some point during his time in, did you say you went to prison, right? He went to prison, Ooh. or rehab. He was somewhere. 
No, no rehab. He, he was drinking bottles and bottles of vodka in his garage, and then he just went, "No more drinking for me," and threw oh. everything away. Like something, something that maybe like when the movie starts, it shows him being like a really bad alcoholic, and then because of his being drunk, he has like a bad fall and like bangs his head pretty badly, and because of that, he loses his hearing. And then the rest of the movie is told that so you're experiencing it through his so he can't hear anyone. So you can still see people talking because it makes sense people talk to each other, but you can't hear it because you're you're having to experience this through his like so it's artsy, but at least it makes sense while it's silent. I mean, Rather that's than... such a very small detail. I mean, that could have already though? been in the movie, then just like yes. The police oh, yeah. detective oh, like, never speaking. He took a bullet speaking. in his voice box. He took a bullet in his voice box, so he's never going to talk again. Oh, by the way, he got pretty banged up. I'm never going to talk So he's again. lost his hearing. That's it. You just have to say that, and you can do the rest of the movie without ever bringing it up again. He's got a scar in his throat. You, you figure this shit out, but no. Uh, no, it's fine. I'm never going to talk again. Bullet wounds been unforgiven. It's easy to pretend. And my kid was not at school. Should have known better not to drink again. Oh, we're still doing this. Um, and waste this life that I've been given. So I'm never gonna talk again. And then I'll do a film with John Woo. I'll just freestyle that. Let's freestyle. That's up my head. That was hard though. You got there though. Yeah, I got them. That's uh, that's that's how I roll. Ah, uh, so there you go. Three out of five. John Woo's Silent Night. Technically a Christmas movie, but. We've been lied to. All right, let's wrap this show up. We have a nice little bow and then leave it under the Christmas tree. It's now time to leave you all with warm and fuzzy, fuzzy feelings. Although I just—that's why I remind the guy, the guy who's in this movie, you was just talking about. He was also in. Mm-hmm. He was one of the lead guys in that TV show, The Killing, that was adapted from that Danish show. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. No, I'm not familiar with either show. Oh, he was very good in that. It's, it's a kind of like a police, okay. police drama. I like, I like the guy. He's, I think he's. I think he did a very good job acting in the film. Like you know, he he did a lot of emoting without ever speaking. I should have thrown that in the review. My bad. The killing TV show. Uh, it's it's the, uh, how to watch. Uh, apparently, you can watch it right now on Hulu. Apparently, yeah. the killing. Check it out. Um, so you actually get to hear this guy speak. But anyway, let's wrap this up with the warm and fuzzy feelings. Ah, it's that time for this week's feel good story of the week. It's the coolest fucking story I've ever heard in my entire life. It's insane. Reach 
watched over an hour into the show for some reason. But all the all the all the moaning and 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 venting that I did at the beginning of the show for some reason. I, I thought we was in. I thought I would always buckle myself and I was ready for another big show. But you know what? We 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 done good this week, Kush. We done good. We kept it tight. Excellent. Tight like a tiger. Uh, this week's feel good story comes to us from New Hampshire. The something state. Yeah, the state where you go, wait, if this is a New Hampshire, how bad was the old one? Jesus. Mm. So Wyndham General Services Director Dennis Senibaldi received a phone call from a town selectman, which I don't know what that is, but apparently it's a title. So the select man from the town. I would have said something Commonwealth related, but if you don't even know what it is, that's that's weird. No idea. Uh, but anyway, this town <laughs> selectman put him in touch with a resident whose wedding band had accidentally gone out with the trash. Quote, she gave me some particulars at what time her husband threw the trash out, what was in the trash bag, what kind of car he was driving. And then Senibaldi reviewed the surveillance camera footage to try to pinpoint the location of the woman's trash. Now, I'm no expert on relationship matters, but I'm guessing that when your husband throws your wedding ring into the garbage, places said garbage into his car, drives it to the dump, and then throws it into the dump, perhaps your relationship might not be as sturdy as you once thought. Or he might be the best husband. Who drives their trash to the dump? Point. Like I'm packing two two hefty bags of just trash, yeah. but you just drive to the dump, but put it in the can. It, they pick it up three days later, or a week later, or whatever. Just leave it in the can, stupid. Yeah, like, and, and even if it's like an appliance, I don't know what you're doing in New Hampshire, but let's say let's say like I have a uh, my old my fridge dies. Say let's just say that. Yeah, I just give them a call. Hey, this is where I live. I'm going to be putting a fridge out and then someone comes and picks it up the next day. I don't know why. So, so yeah, why is he? So this is a, yeah, maybe this is a big red flag, even bigger than Lathan thinks. <laughs> like he really wanted to make sure this trash was gone. Um, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Um, but anyway, so he said, I knew where the first scoop went. I knew exactly where on the floor it was but it's still a lot of stuff to go through. He said his team had to dig through 12 feet of trash bags to reach the right bag. Fuck you. The ring was found about two hours after the search began. He said, I grabbed the ring, brought it up, cleaned it up for her and called her. She was more than ecstatic. Senaboldi said it was the third time in two years that his team has sifted through the trash at the transfer station to find a lost wedding ring. Like, you guys deserve a medal. They or, do deserve a, a medal. A, a holiday or, or whatever, man. That's way above and beyond what they have to do there. But, um, yeah, I don't... Oh, something's happened. The Giants are celebrating. What? Oh. 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 Fumble. Recovery. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait. The Giants punted the ball away, and I think 
the guy fumbled the catch, and I think the Giants might recover this ball. OMG. OMG. Uh, but whilst we uh we work on the replays here, yep, Giants ball on the 31 yard line. Oh my god. Um, but yeah, like I guess, yeah, great guys. Salute to you. But hmm. but for me, maybe I'm like if if I'm if I throw that's how small New Hampshire is. Like you just be like, oh yeah. <laughs> Saw oh, come yes, in on the three thirty. <laughs> it's right over here. Oh S- Steve Williams. 12. Oh yeah, I know where Steve Williams trash goes. Yeah, I'll just pop down there. But yeah, just just let it go. But three times like, like no, I'm not I'm not screwing for I fuck this woman's wedding ring. Like buy a new one. Or I'll I'll show you. Hey, I'll I'll locate roughly that's where your ring is. Good luck. Go. Yeah, good luck. Like it's yeah. that's on you. Like here's some gloves. You might want to come back with some head boots, but whatever. Uh you knock yourself out. Because that's the annoying thing about this story. Is that it doesn't that's where it ends. It's not like you say, like, oh, him and his team were were, she gave them all five dollar Starbucks gift cards, none of that. Yeah, she didn't reward them, they didn't get a medal or anything like that. It's just oh, another day in the life of a New Hampshire garbage man. Um, oh, giant giants on the half yard line right now, first and goal. And Tommy DeVito hands it off to Saquon Barkley and touchdown Giants. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Where are we going? There we go. Tommy D. Tommy D. Did you have you heard have you heard are you familiar with Tommy DeVito? And, the, and no, the, was that Danny DeVito's son? It's not, unfortunately. But yeah, he's like right. a he was basically undrafted. Uh, and we just picked him up for twenty grand. His contract was twenty grand, which huh. in the that's, NFL that's very that, cheap. That's very very cheap. Um, yeah. But then Is Daniel Jones got injured, the main quarterback. So he got bumped up to relieving quarterback, the number two, number two quarterback or whatever, backup quarterback. That's sure. the word I was looking for. And then our backup quarterback got injured. And so it was like, fuck, we have no one else who knows how to throw a ball. Um, Tommy, mm-hmm. do you want to have a Very go? Of you. And yeah, so far in the three games he started, he's two and one. He's just come off two two game win streak. And right. uh he's he still lives at home with his parents and his mum makes his oh, bed. For twenty grand a year, no shit. Well, yeah, but now I'd like to. I think he, they've probably had to. Now he's technically the starting quarterback. I'm pretty sure wow. they've had to rework That's... his contract. But I know there's like ten times as many games in baseball. But yeah, like t- even the league minimum in baseball is like less than half a million dollars. This is crazy that this guy's playing any position for for twenty grand in the NFL. Like even like the shit they go through, like. A- Especially with our practices. offensive line. No, I'm just talking about the game itself, let alone the practices. But okay. like the amount, of, like he gets sacked by like a 300 pound man six times a game. Yep. I wouldn't even yep. do that for 20 grand a game, let alone 20 grand altogether. Yeah, man. Fuck it's great. Like, good on him, Tommy D. 
but there we go so that's where we have to leave i think um on a high note so if if we end up losing i'm gonna be in denial because this is how this is going to be in the record books we are wrapping up episode 128 of waffle box with the giants leading 13 10 uh you do podcasts other than this one yeah that's about yeah. a rumor what a, what a, what a, what a fine folks of Serious Squad got to look forward to if they were to type in on their in their internet browser, boznet.family. You're going to find uh, Drew Angelman returning to the show this Friday, and we're going to talk about favorite movies of the year. Marvelous. Marvelous. Um, yes, hopefully I'll... Well, the way this works out, so... Technically, hopefully yesterday, uh, I would have released an episode of Clout and the Big Blue Podcast with myself and Alex Middleton. Go to cbdpod.com for all the links. Um, we were talking about West Ham United and the New York Giants. Hopefully they win this game and it'll be a positive. But if uh, spoiler alert, if we lost, yesterday was a miserable show. So this is a weird thing about how the universe works because I'm rec- I'm recording this before I record that, but this releases afterwards. So I have no- it's, it's like... It's like some it's very mul- multiverse of madness. Yeah. Um, yeah, make sure you follow us on all the social media, you know, it's, it's main, mainly on Twitter or X at Wafflebox. I don't really update the others on. I should do that, really. I should do a better job, but there you go. Um, if you're on the Book of Face, you can follow this guy at Cushford Hayes. I am at Only Mike Fish. And uh, it's good night for me. It's good night from him. Lathan, send us out, baby. Good night, everyone. By the way, from the moment this podcast is released, there's roughly 288 hours remaining until Christmas, which means you have enough time to watch Die Hard 130 times before Santa comes. See you all next week. That's a good tip. That's a fun That's, that's a fun some tip. AI shit. Just the facts, ma'am. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you probably need some sleep, but it's a, it's a pretty uh, fun fact. Um... Wait, what happened? I'm confused. The Giants are winning even more. That's okay. Send us somebody. <laughs> this is why I shouldn't watch the Giants while I'm recording. It's very distracting. But there you go. We are winning. 14-10. Go Giants. Go Big Blue. Until next week. It's our Christmas special. And this is when we get to speak to Santa Claus. Because he's, he's agreed to come on the show for a couple of minutes. It's exciting. Speak to Santa Claus. It's an exclusive interview with santa claus next week here on the waffle box until next week take care of yourselves and each other that's all folks